Rep, it is May, and it's 37, possibly 34 degrees tonight, and it's raining. It's time for Verbal Tap, because we got to warm up the soul. We got to warm up the spirit, because I physically need to keep the warmth riding, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage, pending any internal injuries. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. It's been a busy uh, few days. It has been. It feels like no time has passed at all. Uh, you went and saw the Dodgers. Doyers. Doyers? Is that, yes. <laughs> okay. We call them the Doyers. Um, you know what's funny? So uh, we live in a world now where people understand. Sometimes you say you take a selfie or whatever, and they feel the need to photobomb you if they don't know you. So I was doing a Snapchat uh, for the Verbal Tap Snapchat. And if you guys aren't following us, follow us on there. It's great stuff. And uh, I was expressing my displeasure at the fact that they, for their giveaway night, it was kids batting glove night, which means the adults get gypped. So when I showed up, I looked at them and I saw they had a little, no, they had crap for us. They just looked at us and I was staring at them like, do I get a baseball glove? And my friend Joey had to look at me and say, Raph, no, it's for the, the children. Only the children get the batting gloves. And I was like, fuck the kids. Listen, I paid the money. The children don't pay the money to come to a baseball game. That's the whole reason you come here is you get shit. I don't care if it's just a 30 cent fucking thing that you put on wholesale. I want my batting glove. So instead, I had all these kids who were just so happy to have a batting glove on so when i got to my seat i'm like well i can't take photos or video the kids because no you shouldn't do that so i just had the video on my face to express my displeasure at getting gypped and lo and behold in the background there's a girl who's smiling at my camera the entire time now i don't even mind that if people play that game i think it's kind of funny but this is what i do mind after i finish filming And I'm looking at it and I see her clearly looking into the camera. She goes, oh, my God, was I in your shot? Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) You clearly did that on purpose. At least own up to it. And I would give you a high five. Oh, my God. (laughs) But like most like Doyer fans, they like talk like this. And it's like, oh, my God, what am I doing in your like Oh my god, I'm in your phones. I'm so sad. I cannot believe I did. Oh, is my hair good? Okay, thank you. I did you eat a Dodger dog? <laughs> uh, no. Actually, I had other food. I actually had a hamburger and something else. Uh, misconception, Kevin. Dodger dogs, they're okay. Yeah, they're not the best. I would highly suggest you get more of like their beef dog. Um, like honestly, it's like the Costco dogs are a little bit better than Dodger dogs. Don't kill me, but it's true. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to, Oh, it's going to take a while to process it. You nope, go I'm over for it. the experience I'm over is what I'm saying. Yeah. I hear it. <laughs> the mountains in the background. It's beautiful. It's always 80. Everyone loves it. 30 kickboxing. <laughs> Did you watch? You watched a little glory. I went to go cover it. What the shit? You were actually there? How did I miss that? Wow. Good job, Kevin. As I always. Completely checked out. 100%. I'm blaming jet lag. 
My wife asked me, she said, how long is Kevin going to take to get off that jet lag? And I said, it's probably going to be just the same as he would be on a normal day. He'll just be slightly out of it. And then the Less weed will comely, like, take over and at some point become him. Oh, that would, from your lips to God's ears. How was it? As violent as always? You know, Kev, one of the nicest things about going from MMA or jiu-jitsu to kickboxing is the pace. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And this is one of the first times that they've uh, – I've seen them at least where they have the deal with both uh, UFC Fight Pass and with ESPN. So there was a little bit of a split. Uh, our good friend Eric Jackman put me in touch to come and uh, cover it. I went there with Octavio, our good friend. And uh, we had a great time, man. But let me tell you this real quick, okay? Go. I had privy information when the shit was going down. What type of information? So, uh, and, and this is exclusive for just our fans. You know, if you guys want to keep it amongst yourselves, that's fine. You can tell a friend, but l- at least make sure that they listen to the podcast. And then what should they do after they listen to the podcast? Five Kevin? stars on iTunes. Just leave a little review. Because here's the thing. You would only get this story right here with us. And I can guarantee you we are the only people with this story. But I digress. <clears throat> so I happen to be sitting next to uh, some of the folks who work at Glory. And uh, so the way they had it structured was the uh, super fights or the super fight series that they call it. That's going to air on UFC Fight Pass. And that's a big deal because airing on Fight Pass, it's not a slouch. They're starting to acquire more content. And uh, that's great for fight fans, right? Fight Pass is doing some things. I appreciate it, yeah. Sure, but that means that that, that's a good exposure because it's like-minded with people who may enjoy UFC content. They may want to go to there. But what about those fans who can't afford Fight Pass, Kevin? Don't you want to provide something for them? Yes. Well, right after that, what if I were to tell you that they were going to have a glory welterweight qualification tournament that they were going to air exclusively on ESPN3? That would explain why I was... Flipping through the ESPNs and saw Glory 30 on and thought, wow. Well, I hope you didn't pay too much attention to what you were watching. I obviously did not. Absolutely. Should have looked for you. Well, I was ringside. Uh, (laughs) So there's a lot of my dumb mug, I'm sure, looking confused and uh, Instagramming results as the night's going on. But Kev, here's the exclusive we have for you guys, which is this. So the super fights were going on, and as the super fights were happening, that's going on on UFC Fight Pass. So there's an intermission, and then we go to a live telecast on ESPN3, which sounds exciting, right? Yeah. Except for the fact that they were replaying the super fights that had just aired on Fight Pass on ESPN3 instead of the live main card that was still going on. Oops. (laughs) So I got a firsthand account of everybody freaking the fuck out because here in Los Angeles, it's about nine o'clock, maybe 10, somewhere in there, which in Eastern time is. So people are just sleeping over on the East Coast. And uh, there were a lot of frantic calls, a lot of uh, panic walking and uh, insane uh, curse words that were invented that I didn't even know existed. But uh, that's the kind of situation that you see there. Frantically, I think they were able to put it together in about 15, 20 minutes time. But still, Kevin, that was really weird to watch live. I love those moments, though. 
Yeah. Those are really the the best possible on the <laughs> weird. Like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and I think the thing is, you know, that my first reaction is just looking at them. And I, I have an eternal spot for the underdog where I said, I hope you guys pull through. I hope this works okay. Meanwhile, I'm just Instagramming and writing really dumb jokes as I'm watching these people full-on panic. Um, but they ended up getting it up, and I believe they had a replay a couple days ago. So if you guys get the chance to watch any of those fights, let me make some suggestions for you, okay? Casey Green versus Richard Abraham was immaculate. And it was actually the first fight of what was supposed to be on ESPN 3 Live. So if you didn't get the chance to watch that, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Rachel Abraham was uh, the winner of the Glory Welterweight Qualification Tournament bracket. Say that three times fast. I know I can't. And uh, that was some great stuff. Now, you may also notice that our good friend Joe Schilling was on the fight card but ended up losing. I would also encourage you guys to find that fight, especially on the UFC Fight Pass, because it seemed like people felt a certain way about it, Kevin. Maybe as if it shouldn't have happened like that. Ooh, it's always a little shilling controversy. 209 and can't help it. Kev, if I were to tell you there was an ESPN Sports Center knockout that happened via Marat Gregorian. And if you guys haven't seen this yet, you may have watched it on, on a clip or two, but go watch this knockout. It is it was like watching someone hit a home run. Not even look to see where the ball is going and just started pacing and jogging around. That's how good this knockout was. You have my attention, sir. I will <laughs> send it to you shortly as we, we begin to transition. Yay. But it was it was intense, Kevin. And uh, I, I want to thank our good friend Octavio for uh, coming through with us. And uh, it was it was a good time, dude. I and. For real, people, just check out Glory Kickboxing. It's a blast. And I agree, especially that and we, we should merge that with some BJJ. It's like, yeah. we've got the smoker going on on the left, the BJ, that way people will be like, oh, oh, ah, un, <laughs> un-MMA. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, and before name. we go, I would like to say this <laughs> too. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo was also commentating, and I was close enough to hear him commentate throughout the entire evening. And there is nobody in this business who enjoys their job more than this man. Because at one point he was lip syncing along to Taylor Swift's Shake It Off to Prince's 1999. It was immaculate to watch. So to hear that voice uh, be in such close proximity was was a good time. So that is awesome. Kudos to him. Yeah. And we're obviously going to chat with Juan. Some yes. UFC 198 and ask him some of the fun behind the scenes question. He starred in our Metamorphosis commercial. Call it ours because it's the people's. Sure. Presumably. News. Alex got a. I mean, it's funny. Okay. You tell me your, uh, your whole thing with it because you saw it at a different time than I did. That's uh, my whole thing with it is oh, that's funny. Is he paying people? Wait, he's just. He's okay, so he's fighting. Is the event going on then, or is it just okay? Well, and I moved about my day. 
So uh, Kevin, of course, is talking about the new Metamorphs, not commercial commercial, where they basically uh, titled it Gossip About Metamorphs Behind Closed Doors. So the presumption here being that people are talking shit about Metamorphs. Kevin, do you hear any shit being talked about Metamorphs behind the scenes? I not really behind the scenes, pretty much out in front. Everyone's just like, hey, are you paying people? Is that talking shit? Does that count? I don't, that shouldn't count. Feels like a medium level shit talking. But see, that's the whole point, though. Kevin, this whole commercial is to let you know that they know that people are talking about it. Oh. So. Okay. There's that. Take that. We are aware that you guys are saying we haven't paid people. Yeah. So are they going to pay people? Uh, you should buy tickets. Or to buy what? the stream to this <laughs> next event. When is it? Is it's it? in July, and we'll get around. You should look at this. This is great. Okay, definitely gonna. <laughs> so <laughs> let's backstep for a second. Here's the premise of it. It's two guys at an office. They're around a water cooler. So I don't know how many people get around water coolers to really talk anymore. But this takes it to the literal definition T. They get around a water cooler and they're talking about the fact, and it's our good friend Juan is one of the guys. And credit to the guys. They're very funny. I, I really like what they did. Uh, so they're talking about the fact that, yeah, Metamorphs is happening. Have you heard these rumors that they haven't been paying their athletes? Oh, yeah. I heard that Holic, he's going to be on there. So now he won't have to pay himself. Okay. So if you're laughing right now, you're ahead of the game. But the basic premise here is being the fact that, yeah, they, they know that you guys are talking shit about it. So they want to do a safe face commercial. And Kevin and I wanted to break this up into two different segments, which is the first, which is what did they do well, Kevin? They got some good comedic timing in. And that's important because sometimes in Metamoris, when they do those things, they're not comedy adjacent. Rarely just, do they get comedy right. Yeah. <laughs> they... They work with comedy sometimes. Rarely, if any, is comedy the wave that carries them so much as the abrupt barrier reef. It cuts their sure. foot, to use a very elaborate surfing metaphor for the, <laughs> for the Halleck fans. But one of the reasons why the comedy, I think, to a lot of people paid off was the fact that it felt kind of like an ESPN commercial, right? Like a sports center commercial. Yeah, I, yes. Even the tone, the water cooler, the sort of Ford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that immediately hit me off the back where I said, oh, OK, I get the feel they're going for. It's like those uh, short vignettes that you see on ESPN. Well, lo and behold, they have the two guys talking trash, uh, quote unquote, about Holic. And there's even a G and a G reference, which we'll get to later. But when they do this, there's still an emphasis on the idea, especially with this commercial being referred to as gossip, that – some of which, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, isn't gossip supposed to be primarily untrue, Kevin? Correct. Gossip nope. Gossip is not fact. Gossip is like, oh, rap's really mean to Kevin off air, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That walks a fine line, dude. <laughs> but I've heard. I don't know. It's, it's not like uh, rap's really mean to Kevin on air. That way people are like, oh, yeah, there's millions of hours. <laughs> <laughs> millions of hours is the key phrase so okay so then at the end of it the big caveat is supposed to be the fact that 
Aholic does the SNL-esque drop-in where yes. they do the like, oh, hey, he's really here. Yeah. And he's seeing every aspect of you guys watching him and talking about it. So the big confrontation here, and this is where things get to be a little juxtaposy for me, which is Holly had recently put out a note that said that people will talk shit behind closed doors. Very similar to what this uh, whole video was, that they would be very different in person. And the video seems to suggest as much when both uh, Juan and the other guy in the video both shut up and they're a little nervous but this is where I think we took different interpretations of what happens because a lot of people were saying like, oh, man, you got to give it to Holic for coming through and being self-deprecating. Kev, comedically, what does self-deprecating mean? Self-deprecating is usually when you make fun of yourself. Okay. Uh, first of all, you have to kind of do it. Otherwise, it's not self-deprecating humor unless you write it. If someone's just like, hey, and you play a part in so you mean maybe if I'm being self-deprecating, I don't show up like I was in the movie No Country for Old Men and just stare? Yeah, I don't think that's self-deprecating because it's also – the whole thing is – isn't it a metamorous commercial? Yeah. Okay, well, Mark Cuban walks out, <laughs> spills some coffee on Dirk Nowitzki. Like, oh, oops. Self-deprecating. <laughs> Instead. Goes back in, doesn't pay him. <laughs> That's not. It's hard to put those elements together. So the weird part about this is not only is Holic not saying a word, but then I don't know if you got this vibe, but it looked like he was vaguely threatening him, like Juan and the other dude when they were like making the jokes and they're doing a cross collar as to suggest like, oh, you should cross collar him. I hate you so much. Give me the money. And then Holic just kind of shakes his head in that weird psychotic way. That's like, no, no. No. So, based on all these things alone, that's what was going on in his head. No, the no. weird part to me is, I look at this video when people were saying they're like, "You got to admit this is great," and I'm so happy that people enjoy this because if anybody needs a saving face, it's definitely Metamorphos. It's the headers, yeah. And there's a nice element to the fact that yes. Uh, I don't think we really wish ill for any company, so we would hope that they would be able to pull their shit together and pay their athletes. I still feel, however, when people ask me, like, did you laugh at it? I was like, I didn't. And you know why, Kev? Why? It was kind of more cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cute and all, but it just did, it didn't quite hit home for me, and I'll explain why. So, yeah, you get all those elements and uh, it, it appears self-effacing. It appears as if they're doing it. I, maybe I would have laughed if they had paid the athletes and this was something kind of like a retroactive kind of a thing. I, I agree. If it was like that. it was almost like it was a commercial for the fans, but that's not what it was. Mm -mm. It was aimed at the fans. just not it was like, wait, what? And then it makes me wonder if I'm an athlete, I'm watching this. How pissed am I? Yeah, I'm sure. If I'm one of those people who didn't get laugh, it'd be like, oh, cool. Everybody's just laughing at me not getting paid. But again, I sympathize. I know you have to promote an event, which, again, uh, one of the directors uh, put up on uh, the Jiu Jitsu mag. Uh, the Charles Brothers, I don't know them, but they do very, very uh, nice looking work and they seem like good, nice people and that they, they seem well meaning. But one of their comments was they were saying, like, they don't get why the haters, being people who didn't like the video, uh, seem to be going against their point. The video will basically help them raise the revenue to then 
pay the athletes that they're supposed to have paid. It's basic economics 101. And now, Kev, I have to tell you this. I've taken economics 101. You know what happens in economics 101? Supply, demand, pay people who have rendered services. This is like a graduate level economics class that I never took where you've got bills that you can't pay. There's shit that happened that you can't even begin to fathom. And it kind of runs across several years now. Yeah. <laughs> like we've we've crossed into a two-year time frame where there's been this looming thing over Metamorris and it's that they don't pay people. And it's not that their last athlete didn't get paid. It's not that their last last athlete didn't get paid. It's that uh, many of them. A significant number, which I think raises the point, which is this. So yeah, people were laughing, cool, awesome. I think there's just a weird point that when people were saying like, ah, lighten up, I thought it was funny. I would say this to you guys who are watching the videos who maybe didn't quite feel as as funny or even if you did feel as funny. Great. Awesome. If someone's calling you a hater for not liking that video, you should not at all feel bad. And here's the reason why. I think it's important that, yeah, they save face and they do what they do. But I ask you the following question. Would that video have been made without the outpour from the athletes who said that they didn't get paid or the people who made the memes or the people who were complaining in a very public place? Would that video have been made? No, that video is a response to you guys saying something. And I think that's the same issue that we have, which is accountability. So I don't think there's any problem when somebody puts up a video like that and you say, pay the athletes. I think that's a form of accountability that goes with just about any other business. So I think that's where we kind of fell on it. I would say, um, you know, kudos to them. But, you know, Kev, I will give them this credit. This is why it worked. We're talking about it. Yeah. So still trying to figure out what it means to that end. Congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, but my one question to you who are making this video is this is that a short-term fix or a long-term fix short-term as taking a bunch of crisis and any kind of public relations classes short-term will help you but is it going to lead to pay-per-view buys and i think the way that you can reframe your standing within the company if i'm just giving advice here is to make sure that accountability that we keep you with gets done because there have been instances in the past where that good faith that you guys were just paying your athletes didn't seem to happen. So making light of it, eh, maybe, maybe we can be a little skeptical. So being skeptical isn't quite the same as being a hater. So kudos to Metamorris. You have a video that has engaged the community. I hope that you guys get your shit together and we will be keeping an eye on you. And hopefully we can all just forget the shit ever happened and see grappling again. Uh, I would like to watch this video now of the knockout. Can we hit play on that thing from Glory 30? So, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that belongs on ESPN. Okay, let's uh, go chat with Juan (laughs) and talk some UFC 198.
All right, guys. So after doing a very successful edition of Over Under Kevin, the preview show, it is time for the results show. So that is why we are bringing back our good friend and uh, newfound celebrity in jiu-jitsu. He's internet famous. He's internet (laughs) famous. Let's go ahead and welcome our good friend, Juan Bernardo. Juan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Not, Not too bad. You know, I had to really caveat this because... You're so much more famous than you were a week ago. You happen to appear in a commercial that seemed to be the rage of everybody. And I know that a lot of people want to ask you a lot of questions, but I'm going to start with this one. Uh, how did it appear uh, to you to make some kind of drop in in uh, Metamorph's propaganda? Um, I thought it was I thought it was very meta. I thought it, would, thought it was going to be uh, really funny to, mm-hmm. to be in it. Um, to be honest, yeah. I don't even think Halleck knew, you know, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Nobody told him he was going to be in a video. They Time out. He <laughs> almost never knows who anyone is. So that's yeah. not like he at least probably so, recognizes you as the shape he's seen before. He's like, oh, yeah. that's true. I, I think he recognized me as a person. Yeah. But, uh, as, but after who I was, I, so, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. So. Obviously, a lot of people, they seem to enjoy that. Kevin and I have talked a little bit about it beforehand. Uh, so we want to ask you, how did you get involved with this? Because it's interesting that you're starring in it. And then we look over and you and the other guy, I don't know what his name is. What's his name? Alex. Alex, you guys are very nice. So uh, my critique or my beef is not with you guys. Ready for the so, office spinoff. Yeah. If yeah, I, no if I may be so bold, I thought we really had a good water cooler vibe boss was great solid acting absolutely so yeah, yeah. I, I thought to, you know what hold on um i will say alex uh the other gentleman that i was speaking to and the guy who actually plays the boss are professional actors and it was really funny because i was talking to my brother about it and he was asking who the guy was and you know i was like oh he's an actor who you know uh took the role and everything and he was like yeah he seemed like he was an actor and you seemed like you did jujitsu and was acting in that gig. I guess instead of being an actor, I'm the, uh, you know, quote-unquote athlete turned actor. <laughs> I just like the unsolicited honesty. It's like, yeah. I don't really want to talk about your performance. And here's yeah. why. You know what? Well, I, I am trying to make, make a transition now, so... Yeah, how do you think that's going to go? And and if so, you know, especially now that you're LeBron Jamesing your way through comedy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know yet. It's still pretty early. Um, the, the original question you asked me about how I got um, you know involved in it. Uh, one my friend who actually my, one of my friends is the guy who actually produces a lot of their their media, and um, you know he does also other other videos on the side, and I've I've. Uh, work with him on a number of different videos. So um, I always let him know that I'm, you know, more than happy to help out. And I, I think that's fun to do. So, I, you know, I like taking, you know, an hour or so of my day uh, just to hang out and shoot something. And so he actually hit me up um, about it. Um, and to be honest, when he hit me up, you know, I thought it was kind of like a joke because I had posted something about, you know, how like, sending email about not paying guys and, you know, to wait four to six weeks, you know, before you get it. Um, but he actually also didn't even know that I was, like, one of the guys who 
didn't end up getting paid um, at the end. So, um, you know, it was just, it was just really coincidental. I just happened to be good friends with him, and I also like you know filming with him. Okay, that brings up a lot of stuff. So I'm going to okay. try and address this as best I can. Uh, basically, what you're saying is this guy realized that you hadn't been paid before and then asked you if you wanted to appear in his video. No, no, no. Opposite. Um, okay. He asked me first. He asked me first, and I thought it was kind of like a joke because, um, you know, because of the situation. Uh, but then when I think when he realized that I was, you know, it kind of like in that group, uh, I think that's when it kind of like clicked for him. But okay. he just asked me this, you know, because we, you know, we're friends and I do a lot of and that's great. And you know what? Like I said, a lot of the community has enjoyed it. So uh, kudos to you guys. The reason why I want to bring that up is because of this. Did you get paid for being in this video? <laughs> um, to be fair, uh, I did speak to my friend afterwards, mm-hmm. and he did tell me that if I would like to be paid for it, I am. He is more than happy to pay. Are um, you going pays, to ask he, him to be paid? Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, for me it's like kind of weird to like ask your friends to pay you for, no. you know, kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, like to ask them to pay you, like, because I didn't come in with an expectation of it. Um, and I'm not a professional actor, so it's not like... Well, neither is Holly, you know, if we're being honest. I don't, I don't know, I don't, well, to be fair, I don't know how to got paid for the gig, either. <laughs> Well, I think he has a lot more writing on that commercial being funny than you do. So I guess the reason why I asked this is because... I did not get paid for it, but they did offer. That is very nice of them, and I'm glad they did. That's a very upstanding thing to do that most businesses should. Because, okay, so if we're talking about the actual content of the video, the one thing I think that really irked me that they gave you on the dialogue, and, and Kevin and I, I think, had differing opinions on exactly what this line meant, but you were talking about the fact that Holic was a G and a G. Yeah. Now, you had a line that didn't get a laugh from the guy you were acting with, as if to insinuate G and a G and making fun of that is so blasé. Is that the read that you got on that line? I think, yes. I think that was kind of the, uh, that was the feel that we were going for, where it was like such a bad joke because it's a played out. Okay, uh, let me bring joke. this up to you real quick and to the gentleman who wrote that. Making fun of G and a G will never be old. It will never be blase. And I don't care what kind of argument they're making that it is, because it's not some sort of hipster thing like, ugh, you're making fun of G and a G. We didn't make it. It exists. It's out in the ether. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you listening to this program, make fun of G and a G to your heart's content, because that's your right as an American or as a person who lives in a different country. I don't know your situation. But... <laughs> don't ever feel bad because that's what I felt at that one point. I was like, they're trying to make Juan feel bad for making fun of Gina Gee. You should not, sir. So, you know, it's funny because we did have this like long conversation about the video, like prior to <laughs> the shooting. And, you know, I think the, what we kind of like uh, generally agreed upon was that you take, take out obviously the, uh, the content of the, the song. Um, the, the, the beat and the melody is actually kind of catchy. Um, as long as you're not really paying attention to what, you know, is being said, um, it's not, it's not a terribly awful song. 
uh, when you don't pay attention to the lyrics. Tons of broccoli. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, I can't, I can't take this prompt anymore. You have to take it from here. I'm curious how you feel about the jiu-jitsu dance break fight. Break dance. I mean, it's kind of somewhere in the middle because to hear you defend the song, which is awesome. I just would now like to hear your thoughts on like the arrival to the club in a gi and flip flops. Yeah, you know, I um, we, you got to take into consideration when the you know yeah. when the video was made. You know, jujitsu was not a very popular sport at the time, so you know, I think. So Looking neither should now, the music yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I think um, at, for its time, I don't think it was too awful. For its you're looking, time? You're look, look, yeah, looking back <laughs> now, you know. Was this like Independence um, Day's graphics? <laughs> no, it's not for its time. <laughs> And it's time. People have the right inclination to say what they said about it. Here's what I'm saying. I just love the fact that that was one of their first arguments in a, a comic kind of video. And that was where I immediately was like, yeah, we don't see eye to eye on this one because uh, I will never turn in my car to make fun of that video. And you know what? That is, I think, where we will go ahead and stop that part of the conversation. Juan, I will say the thing that really uh, entertained me and made me happy was – uh, you and the other gentleman in there, uh, I thought it was great that you got the attention you did because you guys brought a lot of heart to it. And one of the things that we credit that it got right was an ESPN-esque tone. So uh, credit to you guys for bringing that together. You guys seem to be having a lot of fun with that. And we were so happy and delighted to see our friend uh, get the rightful attention. That <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure your head is so inflated because of. But gentlemen, that's not the only reason we're here today. It's the only one I can think of. Right? Kev, are you sure? <laughs> There's got to be some other reason we're here today. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. we're here. We're here to talk about Shogun Hua, right? Yeah, well, more than just Shock. Shogun. What <laughs> happened in that fight? Are we? Let's transition to that. So we had a over under Kevin last week, and uh, Juan was nice enough to come on and take on Kevin's pay per view picks. Now, uh, those of you who are wondering if Juan was really invested in this, yes, he was invested to ask me if I knew the results, which I do, and uh, but not invested enough to go back and re-listen and write down his picks. So Juan is on edge right now. So I have to ask you, with your I'm real reaction, you are excited, but are you nervous? Um. I, I am a little bit nervous. Um, I, I I can only really remember one that I think I picked. I'm sorry, there are two that I, I picked that did not go my way for sure. And which two were so, those? Well, that atrocious performance by Fabricio Verdum, okay, where he decided to, to run with his chin up right into Cite's fist. <laughs> and then... Uh, as much as I love Vitor Belfort, I, I don't understand why he doesn't know how to get out of bounds. And I understand it's Jacare and, you know, but that's every fight he gets mounted, Vitor's defense is cover, like, lies flat and then cover his face. And it never works out for him. That's fine. I would say Chris Weidman's mount is a little bit different than, uh, Jacques Array's mount, so sure, we can come back to that. Kevin, what do you think of Juan's assessment of what he was fearful of? I guess I would like to attack his strategy of choosing older Brazilian fighters 
Except Shogun Hua has my whole world tilted just a little bit to the right. Um, <laughs> though well, can I, I can I interrupt for a second? Yes, of course you may. I no. My, <laughs> my strategy, to be fair, was to pick Brazilians in Brazil. I feel like that's a pretty good strategy. It did seem to pay off in Shogun's case because right? there are some. <laughs> who would argue that Corey Anderson won that fight. Kevin, are you one of those people? I am one of those people. You can count me among the few. And the announcers were given... I watched... I saw most of the fights. I saw a few of the fights. The announcers were starting to give them a little grief with, like, there's been some questionable decisions. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there have been. I mean, I don't know. From my, my, from my perspective, I saw Shogun winning the stand-up. Corey got, you know, a few takedowns. Didn't really capitalize on them. So that is the rule. You oh. only that you only count the takedowns if you <laughs> capitalize on them. Otherwise, yeah, it, it's not like judges have a hard on for wrestling or anything. One. When you're looking at this and you're you're watching, I mean, you didn't remember enough of your picks. But you knew that two were bad. But were you sure about yeah. the rest of those picks? Because that's the hardest part about playing this game is you do find yourself trying to remember, oh, God, did I pick that guy? Oh, no. Did Kevin pick that guy? For the, yeah, I feel like for the most part, um, the guys I, I figured would win did win. I mean, at least that's how I felt when I was watching. Um, but, like, you know, I messaged you the other day or this morning or asking you if I won. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, Kevin, do you like that fear? I love it. Tell me just, why you like it so much. I'm, well, I'm so not used to it. And the nice thing about me is I just ride a strong short-term memory. <laughs> so I just uh, strong is a strong word, Kevin. I march right towards the confidence train that awaits me. For knowing that uh, Cyborg and Jacare, that would have been a great parlay. It's true. Now, Kev, I, I do want to go back to Shogun for one second. And uh, you did say on the podcast last week, you said that uh, you would have to give it to the person who put Shogun on the juice. Now, after looking <laughs> at his body, <laughs> I, that same assessment. I, uh, I, I guess, I don't know. He did kind of look like he came in on natural. <laughs> for uh, I mean, yeah, he did come in with a dad bod. So <laughs> if he's on any kind of juice, he needs better juice. He's well, you know, a lot of vodka, cranberries. <laughs> I'm just guessing that's his drink. Shogun was. Like, uh, you know, I watched that fight, and the whole time I was thinking, I was like, I, I think right as we were looking at decision, I, a decision, I just go, well, yeah, I think Corey Anderson could steal this one, but it is Brazil, so. Let's go Shogun. And 1,000% did they go, Shogun, I go, hello, Brazil. <laughs> and I love the fact that Kevin was saying in, in a nice way where they were tiptoeing around it. But I think they're very clear every time they say, hey, everyone, we're in Brazil. This fight is live from Brazil. Brazil. Quick snap to their president being impeached for bribery. <laughs> Quick snap with their president. Quick snap to their audience beating the shit out of fucking Matt Brown. <laughs> Matt Brown. <laughs> now that has some yeah. bullshit, Kevin. What did Matt Brown do to people? Yeah, I guess I should have picked him to lose two fights. The first one to Damian Maya. 
The second one to just the, one at his hotel. <laughs> the country of Brazil. Okay, okay. Now, now, Juan, you're alluding to this. Why don't you go ahead and tell the story of what happened? Because we know that Matt was attacked on his way to the octagon, but he also was flipping off people before that. So then he gets to the octagon. He unfortunately loses to Jacare via rear naked choke, which, by the way, Damian Maya. I'm sorry, Damian Maya, another jiu-jitsu legend. Uh, he loses to him via rear naked choke, which, I mean, it happens. Uh, Damien's jiu-jitsu I mean, is Damien Maya, yeah. incredible, and that was something that we were talking about on the podcast as well. But then, the what happens after the fight? You know, I, I actually didn't read the details. I just saw basically the headline about um, what had happened to him. So you're going to have to fill me in on the details. Okay, it gets a little dicey here because losing in another country, it sucks. So I I don't know that from experience. I can just tell you that when you see <laughs> something that says X coach allegedly, and anytime you see the word allegedly in a headline, take a deep pause. But you see a headline that says X coach allegedly assaults Matt Brown at a hotel, files charges <laughs> against Brown's friend after ensuing fight. You think, well, that's just not a good day for Matt Brown. No, that sucks, dude. <laughs> Then, to really go a little bit more into it, there's YouTube video. So, oh, is there? Oh, yeah. And they've got a little oh, bit of a uh, history, apparently. Yes. Kevin, do you want to <laughs> fill us in on that part? His former jiu-jitsu coach is who they're, they were saying. Like, And again, this is all shit journalism. Allegedly. Sure. Shit gotcha. journalism. Yeah. Rodrigo Body mm-hmm. is the name. And uh, at first they thought it was just like a random person, but we're hearing it might have been former. And that sucks. Your former jujitsu coach coming at you, especially I mean, knowing that, some yeah, weaknesses. Really yeah. Yeah, if we could be very real about that, Juan, it, let's put it in perspective for you. That'd be like Dean Lister coming after you. Oh, after you shit. You'd oh, hear him. Yeah, exactly. Hear him coming down the hallway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're like, you're like, bum. <laughs> the people around you are like, why don't you run? It's like, that'll only make it worse. Yeah, just... it's, like, it's like, why don't you run? It's because the, the size of Dean's head has its own gravitational Pointless. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot run away from it. One, every time you come on this show, it's like you double down on, on saying incredulous <laughs> things about Dean Lister. <laughs> Uh, but Dean gets me back to you. Like, if you read, like, a comment, he puts on my Facebook wall. <laughs> I, I understand that. I just, I never all with Dean, so I don't have that problem. That's true. So we have Yeah, I, 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 always, I always go to the uh, under 170 side, so <laughs> That's going to be great if the one day that Dean just goes to the under 170 side, too, and goes, yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much i think i weigh that's what we're going off of now now uh, juan the reason why we bring up this fight and in particular something else that happened that was interesting was that you called the submission you didn't call it in the right round but you did call it you said it would be in the second round it happened in the third kevin i don't I remember what i said very I'm bad no news one, for you no one remembers what i said i would like to point out that you were afraid because you went with uh, matt brown yeah you said that you were afraid that Matt Brown just has too good of jujitsu defense for Damien's game. No, Juan said that. I remember. So, again, it's all written on my notes here. Mm. 
at which point <laughs> I don't think I would say that. <laughs> I actually, as the, your co-host and friend, sometimes, occasionally, not always. <laughs> I actually <laughs> tried warning you on the podcast not to go that way. Uh, well, people can leave a five-star review on <laughs> iTunes and let us know who they yeah, good job, remember Kevin. saying it. But if I did say that, it sounds like terrible advice. Did people. you want to know the real thing that you concluded with in saying on that prediction? I feel I great like about it. <laughs> Well, it's it's a little less uh, conciliatory than that. But you said that you were hoping to be wrong, and you were nailed it. Yeah, that's what a great <laughs> slogan that would have made for this presidential election. Wow. Just, I'm hoping to be wrong. Like, okay. So let me ask you guys this: How did you feel about the uh, Silva Hall fight uh, getting um, what's the word gallstoned? No, I don't think that's the right. I think it is. It, uh, Got bladdered. Well, it just I, it it just passed. It just passed. That's all. It was because yeah, Silva got hurt, right? Or yeah. something with Silva well, got yeah. hurt. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, Came down with what's what is a gall black gallstone? What was it, the diagnosis? Wow, <laughs> really, Kevin. Last thing I saw was like might need surgery. It was like Jesus. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh um, that's yeah, that sucks. I mean, were you sad to not see this fight, Kevin? I'm okay. I was okay. Juan, did you really want to see that fight? Or were you disappointed that it wasn't there? You know, uh, yes and no. I don't know how I felt about it as being a relevant fight, mm-hmm. but I thought it was. I thought it. You know, I, I'd like to have seen Silva. You know. Uh, fight some more just to, you know, to see like how his you know the legs gone better and um, how he's handling the injury. So I thought it would have been interesting to definitely see him fight. But in mm. terms of relevancy, I mean, no, not really. If this was four years ago. Then yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, the <sighs> other nice thing to talk about is here. So we didn't get to see obviously Silva on here, but we did get to see a dominant performance by Cyborg. How Whoa. afraid of Cyborg are you, Juan? <laughs> you know, I was just having a conversation about her this morning or this afternoon, and someone said that she was actually really nice. So um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm super afraid, but I definitely admire her ability to beat the living daylights out of other women. And that doesn't make you fearful at all. It makes 11. you be like, well, you I'm know what? 11. She punched me in the face, but she's really nice. I'm the, I'm an eleven, Kevin. Do you have something to say about that? Did you see what she did, Juan? Even the off chance I that did. you'll trip and I piss did. her off with your face, like <laughs> it's still that was absurd. She looks. I, uh, I did hear I did hear some rumblings about it being an early stoppage. Well, that would so. be from a lesser podcast. Uh, the person by name of <laughs> Matt Freeman was complaining. <laughs> That Leslie Smith didn't get to go out like a champion or a warrior because she should have been allowed it, allowed a little bit more time to come back into the fight. However, that one first hit from Cyborg made her look like she was in a different dimension. Oh, like when they raised Cyborg's hand, I thought Leslie Smith looked like she had been in a three-round fight, <laughs> not a thirty-five-second fight. Yeah, um, she looked pretty banged up. <laughs> Um, but with that, 
Um, with that being said, I am I am of the camp where I, I I believe people should be allowed to, you know, try and recover, try and you know. Okay, wait. Uh, you're giving me two basically. different things. You're playing devil's advocate to your own point. Which is it? Were you glad that she was nice and got the knockout, or you think that the girl should have had her chance to be brought back in? Because it sounds like you're playing both sides on this one. I think both. Because if no. you do both, you get a no. better fight. You don't get to play both. Things happened. We saw it happen. There was a definitive thing that happened do you have one feeling or another i feel that the stoppage was correct okay i do okay that's that's a much more definitive answer i mean but what i like seeing hold on but what i like seeing is the ref letting them uh, continue. Cause permanent damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? It's it's permanent damage over a long period of time. Like one <laughs> fight is not going to give you CTS. What? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, one fight won't do it, except for maybe one fight yeah. from a very very strong and aggressive person who looked so dominant that when Misha Tate offered her a chance for her title to fight her. My first thought was, rest in peace, Misha. You know who they need to bring in to fight her, right? Dolph Lundgren from Racky. Oh, sorry. Alan Fox. That's who they got right. That's a tricky conversation to have. That would be a good fight. It it very well could. Uh, I I like the idea that there would be a lot of uh, equality that would happen on that fight or not. I I also feel like it would be a very fair fight. Let me ask you this, though, because there were a lot of people who seemed to be very troubled with the fact that Cyborg did steroids. Is she ever going to be able to shake that, Kevin? Uh, Yeah, one more violent knockdown ought to do it, but I think it's going to have to happen in the States because we're usually pretty forgiving. I mean, we sat through Bonds hitting 70 home runs. I think we'll be okay if she fights two or three more times. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think people are are pretty forgiving as long as you are entertaining them. Yeah. Now, Juan, I, I kid about this, but do you really think that Misha can beat her? Because Misha is the ultimate underdog, and there is a lot of spirit to give Misha for basically doing what Ronda didn't do, and that is factual. It's not to say Ronda wouldn't have over time, but evidence suggests that the first time that Misha got called out, by cyborg or that there was some sort of illusion that maybe she could be there that misha basically said yeah i'll fight her she can have a shot uh do i'm sorry so the question is the question is does misha have an actual shot against cyborg or would we see cyborg just walk through her because misha is that underdog is there a chance she could pull it out I would like to think Misha could pull it out. I'm a big fan of Misha Tate. But, I mean, yeah, honestly, I think Cyborg would just use her sledgehammer fists and knock Misha Tate's head back to uh, Team Alpha Male or wherever she turns at. (laughs) Wherever she turns at. <laughs> what is Cyborg? Cyborg is like a different beast, but it's just like it's she's, different. You know? She is, but one thirty-five might be too small. She's just she's got shoulders. She's not built. For yeah. yeah, and and that's that's you know then we're we're assuming she's cut 
till 135. Well, that's think, a big assumption. And I'm on it. Let's create a just create a new women's division. <laughs> What's Solved. the division weight, Kevin? Yeah, 145? 145? <laughs> 150 would be awesome. Clean Kevin's going to be the 50. one person that just goes 140 whatever. <laughs> They've got 115. Whatever. They've got whatever, 135. Whatever, uh, cyborg is. Yeah, what's cyborg? That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great call. Just call her and be like, what do you want this new division? And what, do you, what, do you, what do you weigh? That's the new you weight class. What are you walking right now? And when we're talking about uh, pride, because, you know, there was a big strategy not only to go all Brazilian, but for the most part, your pride picks did kind of kind of pay off one. Um, But before we go on to the main fight, I did want to go ahead and bring up one small little caveat, which is that Juan said that Anderson Silva had one problem in like Uriah Hall, which is that Uriah Hall doesn't show up. (laughs) Well, yes. You did say that. I did say so you that. You got that right. Well, Uriah Hall did show up. Oh, he was there? You, I mean, he was in the vicinity, yeah, but somebody else didn't but show did up. He, but did he walk into the cage? Not emotionally. No. See, not so technically, he did not show up. Yeah. That's... Counselor, I think you're going to have to refrain. <laughs> did he your make argument? weight? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We're going to have to. Have you go back over and try your next argument? There's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns. The peanut those. gallery doesn't exactly seem to abhor or warrant it. But let's go to our next part, which is this. All right. How disappointing was it to watch Fabricio Verdum not lose? Because oh. I don't mind people losing. But lose with his hands down and chasing. And I'll start with you, Juan, because you indicated that you had a certain kind of feeling on it. Yeah, it was super disappointing. Um, he is just, his striking has looked good. Like, his striking has looked good uh, recently. Um, and then to do something, like you said, like to chase with your hands down, your chin up, no head movement at all mm-hmm. against Stipe, who is a striker, it just made zero sense to me. It didn't and look not to like... that really ugly single leg that Fabrizio <laughs> in the beginning. I think it actually set the tone of the fight. Yeah, um, it was awful. He looked yeah. a little off. I think the worst part about the chasing was it didn't look like a champion uh, sort of stature. No, uh, it looked more of all. the challenger, which I hadn't seen out of him in some time because he had really classed it up and he, he just seemed way more confident in, in previous showing. So I don't know what the full story is there. But the reason why I ask you that, Juan, is because you just seemed to say in our last podcast that you just couldn't see him losing. You could yeah, see Fabrizio Verdum losing. I there was if you had told me Verdum was going to chase after Cipe with his hands down and his chin up, I would I would have not believed you. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what he did. There's a lot of stuff I'm sure you wouldn't believe from me, but Kevin, <laughs> here's the reason why I bring that up is because Juan couldn't see him losing. Okay. Did he watch the first round? Uh, well, I think he did, but I mean, <laughs> he couldn't see it, uh, you know, for vision, not uh, not post to the fact uh, with armchair analysis. But Kev, yeah. having said all of that, now that you've seen it happen, does that make Stipe, by MMA math, better than Fedor? 
I think the correct answer, so I don't end up getting beat up tonight by some just random Russians in an alley, is no one's ever better than Fedor. But by MMA math, he's better than Fedor because he beat the person that beat Fedor, the last emperor, Kevin. <laughs> and current. It just, you go to Japan. Uh, this was... <laughs> I will say, you know, good for the people of Cleveland. Aren't they the aren't they the big winner in all of this? Because they they're the, didn't they're the real winners. Yeah, yeah. Hesitate to be like streak broken, right? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> looks around. Uh, he beat Fedor. I'm sure someone yelled. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> promptly thereafter. There was another person in the audience who's like, "Who's Fedor?" And he was like, yeah. "I don't know." And then two Russian guys came in and beat the shit out of him. He was like, <laughs> "Left Kevin, his car." Does Cleveland even know what to do with the championship? And if you're from Cleveland, <laughs> listening to this show, I mean, you've got more things going on than us. <laughs> We refer to you as the Canada of the United States. Uh, I love that they claimed it. I don't know. I think I can't tell if they're just really trying to ride the wave and maybe give the Cavs that extra. Like, see, no pressure. <laughs> no, just keep shooting. You got, you got to take. You can. You got to take what you can get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take what you can get. Yeah, can be choosers. I like it. It's a rough time for them. Well, listen. Um, I don't know what comes next for that division, but if you were to make a guess, Juan, do you have any next challenger? Do you see an immediate rematch? I, personally, yes. I would like to see an immediate rematch. Um, I just, again, like, Verdum did not look like the way he did in his last few fights. Okay. Um, I think, I think he deserves, I think he put on his body of work as of uh, late has, has warranted one. His body of work. Yeah, such a, yeah, it's great. His whole portfolio is fantastic <laughs> over the last three to six fights. Doom's PowerPoint presentation is quite enthralling and convincing when you <laughs> really <laughs> stare at it. It's been real exceeds you, expectations. You take a look at his colored pie wow. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I, I feel like there's a lot of fun that was had here. Kevin, I got to ask you this because you seem to be way more confident where is the confidence right now? We've gone through some picks. I don't know if you remember the ones you picked or not. It's close. You uh, feel it's close. Okay. I okay. just, I was so loud about Maya and, well, not so loud. I was, you made it sound a little louder post haste. Hua, I could have won a little bit more points. It felt like in the Uriah Hall category. You did not. And uh, Font both disappointed guys. me by having a real undercase performance. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Actually, I thought he had a strike through performance. Oh, damn it. That's better, too. <laughs> How many fun jokes can we make? Uh, Juan, you hear the, the confidence in Kevin's voice. Does that make you worry at all? You know, the competitive side of me does make me a little bit worried. Okay. Um, I do hate losing at anything. So, When's the last time you lost at something and how? Uh, sexually, you know ago. what? Uh, I'm definitely losing a battle with a herniated disc. That's for sure. Ugh, boring. <laughs> You're losing against your own dumb body. <laughs> Take a right. number. 
the rest of us can all join in on that. I'm talking about some hardcore. Like, I feel like because you're competitive enough to know exactly the last time you lost. And I feel like there was a bad round of Candyland that you're just not talking about right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I competed, I think, a number of times in January. And I think I, I don't think I did well at any of them. So okay. those are definitely uh, definitely sticking out in my mind. Okay. Okay. Not by any particular submission that Kevin can learn and try and uh, figure out in the event that uh, he were to lose this thing. Actually, I will tell you exactly how else because this is how um, this is how much it bothers me. I lost in Jiu-Jitsu World League in San Diego in the finals by points. Um, I lost at the Gracie Nationals in LA by heel hook, and I lost to. Uh, I lost a super fight in uh, San Diego by overtime. Uh, the guy got first points. Ooh, Kev. So now all you have to do is get points yeah. or overtime. Uh, okay. Noted. And then, and, or one combination of the two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So okay. make that because the heel hook's not going to happen. No, I'll let you know that no. now. Yeah, but dexterity is going to be a problem. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I have the results for you guys. Uh, one. Ask me. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. How are we gonna? How are you gonna reveal it? Are we gonna? Are you gonna go through every fight and be like, "Hey, you got this, you got that," or are you just gonna like? Not a I, I, like, I want to prepare myself. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. That would have been awesome. thank you for so much for your suggestions on how to produce our show. Yet again, I love it. I'm just, it's I have adorable. Uh, I mean, if if you knew the results, I just have you reveal them at this point. But Kevin, yeah, do me a favor hmm. right now. Ask me how many correct answers Juan got. How many correct answers did Juan get? Six. And I. No, hold on, Juan. Now I need you to real dig deep here, okay? Yes. How many answers do you think? Kevin got right. I'm going to say five. Oh, okay. So you thought it was a really close bout, huh? I do. Okay, okay, okay. Kev, you want to ask I me think, how many you got? know, I think, oh, hold on, hold on. I think, okay. um, I think it being my first time playing and Kevin's 198 time playing, mm-hmm. I thought it would have been a very competitive uh, <laughs> match. Well... <laughs> Kevin, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, I haven't been playing since UFC one, but I that would have been love, I love the credit. That would have been pretty awesome, though. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> Kevin had a lot of money on Ken Shamrock, and it just wasn't. <laughs> I was, I was like, jujitsu is bullshit. <laughs> that really backfired, especially as a child. That would have been the best way to margin. Yeah. Uh, Kev, tell me how many you think you got right. Right now. Uh, I think I got seven right. You think you got seven? All right. Juan? How good are you at math? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm the worst. I'm the only Asian in the world who cannot do math. Ugh. Who's the fucking worst? All right. Yeah. <laughs> what if I were to tell you that Kevin got seven right? Minus three damn it i didn't with the nogera cummins 
was worried about that. What happened? Kevin, what does that make it? Because the Asian if can't do carry, Hold on. If you, carry, if you carry the one. There's that makes no one me the 11th victim of bad judging. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, Kevin, how many is that? Just for our viewers four. and our listeners. You had four picks. And how many did one have? I think you said four. He no had tie. six. So there was he no tie. Six. So, Juan, congratulations. You got approximately oh, 50%. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> of that's the, the only time you get, yeah, you get an F and you still beat somebody else. <laughs> well, we've established that you're an Asian that doesn't know how to do math. I'm so there had to be a lot math. of disappointment. <laughs> the Shogun, the Trinaldo Medieros fight could have gone either way. Uh, Mark Hart didn't have, never mind. So let's do oh, this. Mark, that was a sad let's one remind too. people what the bet was. I'm going to defer to you on this one and describe it in good detail because now Kevin has to replicate it, Juan. Oh, yeah. This is what I wanted Kevin to do. I would like him to head over to his local establishment, uh, ask the waiter for a party platter sized Kazuki. <laughs> you get to choose five flavors. Of cookie. So many I believe they words. have chocolate chip, uh, white mac- macadamia, they've got uh, brownie, and they got double chocolate. Uh, and then you get to choose five flavors of ice cream. And you have to eat it all in one sitting. Now, one. By yourself. Where did you come up with this devious fucking bet? <laughs> I have been I on think, a little bit of a um, sugar riddance kick. So this could uh, I, cause some night sweats. <laughs> I, I think I, I have um, awful portion control, and I realize that one of the worst feelings in the world, one of the most painful feelings in the world, is have to continue eating when you're already really full. Mm. And yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I would definitely love to share that with you. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, if you want to do me a favor in the uh, Skype chat, <laughs> I have went ahead and put what your bet will look like. Like you described it for the audience. God, what the fuck is that thing? It is. Is that a real thing? That's, That's what a thing. This... That's what you that... you have lost and what you have to do in one second. That is a thing. Yes. Oh God. So again, this is not a visual podcast. So please there describe are three people. pieces of chocolate. Three, and when I say piece, I mean it looks like a pie. It looks like a cookie pie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of them kind of looks like it has pepperonis on it, which is a little interesting. And then it's just like a gallon of ice cream dropped on <laughs> in scoop form with two whipped cream nipples. This is absurd. Oh, do you think you can do that though, Kevin? In one sitting? Yeah. Was it? Uh, you know what? Know. What's, you know what's nice though is BJ's is open late. I think they're open until midnight, <laughs> so you got plenty of time. I'll turn the time lapse on on the GoPro. <laughs> okay, so we've obviously had a lot of good fun here. Let's go ahead and uh, start to close and wind down with this. Uh, Juan, if you had any sort of suggestions for Kevin in playing this game going forward, what would they be? Um, you know what? I would definitely keep in mind that when you juice for all your life, it still helps you later on, (laughs) even when you're not on it anymore. So, you know, 
I understand drug testing is, you know, knocking a lot of people out and making people look like they got dad bods, but they did have 15 years of awesome training on awesome steroids. Is that an endorsement for steroids that we just had on our podcast? I'm going to sprinkle them all over this Tatsuki or whatever it's called. <laughs> so when do we get to see this? When does he get to to send us a video of it? Uh, it's going to take a while. I'm excited. Oh, man. That's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Still looking maybe, for the picture. Maybe you it. can tell him a little easy on the ice cream, though, Kev. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Juan, uh, we want to thank you so much for dropping in on the show again this nah. week. It was a thank lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And like I said, uh, the funny part about the Metamorphs video was uh, watching so many people laugh at what you was that you guys were doing. So uh, we couldn't have been nah, happier so for much. that. And uh Obviously, you know, it, the funny part is that I think a lot of people forget here is, yeah, sure, you appeared in some other videos, but like, always remember who made you a star. Yeah. <laughs> you were a That's nobody right. until Superman. you appeared as Superman to my Batman. So, in actuality, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm, That's true. That is true. There was an Emmy in that performance. There was a, f- I mean, potentially a few, but I'm ready for the sequel. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, uh, yeah, that's actually what I was going to say, too. I'm ready for a sequel. Yeah, I don't know that my back is ready to just get mindlessly tossed around for another hour <laughs> or so, but maybe we'll see how the Justice League works out and see what we can go from there. But, uh, I like it. Awan, thank you so much for stopping in. Can we take care of any responses again? Uh, any shout-outs oh, you want to make before we get out? Uh, yeah, just, you know, um, virus and uh, bite soap, tackle health, and actually... Uh, a, a new a new uh, company who hit me up uh, just recently, Inoy uh, Clothing, and they do gear, uh, geese and rash guards and shorts. Um, they were kind enough to hit me up recently as well. Um, always thankful for guys who are, you know, willing to help help out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we can't thank him enough. Juan Bernardo of Victory MMA. We just want to say mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on in. You are welcome to come back anytime. And uh, as soon as Kevin is, uh, I guess, able to get through his Pazuki, we will we will shoot that video (laughs) over to you. But I feel it's going to be the saddest video. I think you've picked one of the saddest deaths for Kevin yet. (laughs) I I, I like to think that it's definitely one of the more obscure uh, deaths. Yeah, definitely. You're accomplished. Obscurity. You're you're definitely more of the, the like the latter end of the rogues gallery of Batman right <laughs> for being honest. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, a nice round of applause for our good friend. Wanda. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I am genuinely nervous about that. What's, what's the name of the dessert again? The Pazuki. The Pazuki. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's all do my 100 burpees first. Be yeah, nice. that's probably a good choice. It's like, let's do 100 burpees and see about this Pazuki. How much <laughs> dessert weed do I have in the freezer? Wow, Kev. I'm going to have to get out an early summer harvest. <laughs> and that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tennis. Time for some shout outs. I'll start. 
feel like I've been inside for six straight days. I'm kidding. They're getting into some major competition training at Jibera, as I can personally attest to. That is, uh, you can tell when there's just a focus change, you know what I'm talking about, when people start mm-hmm. getting ready for tournaments and the date is approaching and you know you're like far enough out that you can still get some good training in, but close enough that you're mentally locked in. Yep. Uh, which is good for everybody training. It's always nice to get that. That and I like pushing a little bit during those roles because it's like I can be a good training partner here. Let's, go, let's uh, work footwork. Let's tire them out. Build that cardio. Really bummed to see Adam out on NBC Strong. I'm caught up. Yeah. Uh, you know, injuries happen. But shout out to our friend Adam. Because I just got caught up on all of the episodes. So I was like, damn it. A lot of these final extras would have been really good for his game. So you just want to see people healthy. You want to see any good fighter healthy. And I think they should incorporate more tough, like uh, strong like exercises into the Ultimate Fighter. I think that's where that show is headed. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get. And people are like, what do you mean? Isn't there physical active strength fighting? We can up this. We can add some fun stuff. Don't be uh, so angry. Like karaoke night. We've always said that should be hosted. We don't know what they've been doing. Nope. Oh, there's so much. That's going to do it for me this week on Shoutouts. Well, let's go ahead and start here. I want to go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. Oh, man. Kev, let me tell you this right now. Valley Martial Arts Center was crushing it this weekend bumping look like a huge seminar we had our first affiliate training which means that everybody comes to us who are jean-jacques affiliates and i don't know if you've experienced this before but when affiliate training happens it's intense we had people coming as far as bakersfield which for those of you who don't know california very well just imagine somewhere you wouldn't want to travel from and then add bakersfield because that's how far these folks had to come just to come train with us. And they rolled deep and they were excited and they were awesome. Every single one of those people, their instructor, Matt Baker, the incredible Matt Baker, uh, taught a really cool thing from Close Guard. And lo and behold, every one of those kids who I rolled with from white belt to purple to brown was so good at Close Guard. I couldn't even spend time in there, Kevin. So I was just like, nope, never doing this again. <laughs> at least you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. right have it tattooed somewhere convenient my favorite was i was rolling with one of the white belts i believe his name's matt and he got me in his clothes guard and he was doing every single one of the things that matt was identifying and i was like oh no it's all the techniques of the days oh no it's more than the technique of the day you have other stuff where's this coming from uh eddie was just amazing good good people so i can't say enough good things uh matt baker uh marcel we also had just uh incredible instruction going on there today and jay zabellis who is uh just a legend in his own right but uh i just wanted to say thank you to everybody who came out uh it always makes us feel so good and that was our first affiliate training as a new affiliate so they couldn't have said nicer things about our academy and uh, what it means to be part of the family. So uh, we want to thank everybody there. I also want to go ahead and thank my good friend and teammate from Valley Martial Arts Center, Octavio Villanueva, who helped out so much with photography at Glory 30 this weekend. And Kev, he and I made a special appearance down at Millennia uh, MMA. And we got to train with our good friend Cody Bollinger. 
I saw a little video about this. Did you? <laughs> you and Cody finally settled some things. We had some That's issues. That's been brewing for years. It really has. And you know the worst part is, is it, you know what? Just watch the video. Yeah. If you guys want to see it, go to our Instagram at Verbal Tapcast. I believe it's also on our Facebook page. And it'll probably go up on our our thing. What's the thing? The YouTube? Yeah, that thing too. Which, by the way, we want to thank every single one of you guys for helping us out with that because on our YouTube page, we are about to hit 100,000 views. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's a spectacular number for us here because we have used zero, and I say this honestly, zero ads on our YouTube page. Kevin and I run a very strict policy on no ads. And why is that, Kevin? They get in the way. I mean, you kind of just want to watch things because the money and, you know, we we ain't going to pay that. Uh, but yes, we we thank you guys because uh, the success that we always have is indicative of how much you guys support us. So thank you very, very much for that. I like my answer better, though. I, think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's at least like integrity. Well, <laughs> it's not a competition, Kevin. We're just we're giving two sides of a coin to the audience. Hey, I gave your font joke its due. So <laughs> <laughs> check the fact checker. Did you did you just keep a running tally of who gets the better jokes? Font joke, just font jokes, just the font jokes. Everything else has been. Everything else is just a gunshot comparison. Happens, <laughs> but never. Uh, so I want to thank Cody Bollinger, uh, all the people great at Millennia. Um, I got some great roles in there. And uh, I also want to thank our good friend Eric Jackman, our friends over at the MMA Complex. Those two guys, not only did I see them at Glory 30 on Friday night, Kev, but you know where they're going the next day? Where? San Jose up to the Bellator that was happening that next day. So that's commitment from those two gentlemen. But I'll also let you know this, Kev. Um, and again, exclusive for our listeners, I happened to be ringside and it was kind of by mistake, but you know, what else? Um, but those two guys looked at me and they're like, nice seats, Raf. How'd you get that? And I was like, oh, I messed up. I'm not supposed to be here. No, 100% not supposed to be here. Uh, but afterwards I told them, I was like, well, where are you guys going there? They, they look at me and they're like, well, our next event is going to be in San Jose tomorrow. And I was like, cool. My next event is never, I don't know what I'm doing this again. Uh, <laughs> but I always run into seeing them. Uh, hopefully I get to see them in another glory or EBI, but those guys hustle so hard. So, uh, uh great respect out to them, despite the fact that they have a much more inferior podcast to ours. So anyway, what if I were to tell you this, let's close out the show. And I, I realize now it's kind of weird to end the show like this, but you guys are committed. If you're listening all the way through Kev, what if I were to tell you some giant news? What's that giant news? What if I were to tell you that John Evans from BJJ breakdown and breakdown Academy, our good friends over there, and I were teaming together to commentate and produce an eight-man invitational that is happening this Sunday live from the YouTubes. Holy from shit. John Evans' Academy over in North Hollywood. I'd say that's fucking amazing. That's right. Can you at least say that? I mean, it's late in the podcast. You can say That's it. fucking amazing. First of go. all, uh, you guys are great at this. So that's always it's uh, fun when you can venture out. Second, we all love grappling. Absolutely, it's going to be a free stream, you guys. So make sure free to keep stream. Out notes. What's to complain about them? Like, there's <laughs> what's bad about this situation. 
nothing. It is going to be an awesome uh, blue and purple, but mostly purple tournament of uh, some folks you recognize. Maybe a couple you don't, but for the most part, some very competitive folks. And ask me what kind of rule set it is, Kevin. What are they doing? What are they using? Sub only. No time limit. Real sub only. Real sub only. No time limit. Old school. Everybody always takes a little deep breath. It's, <laughs> it's like sub As only. No time limit. I was like, oh, okay. Kevin so and I fight's going to end. On air. And we've been like, we're like a hybrid between sub only at heart, but cardio wise a points fight. <laughs> yeah, I got to be respectful. Everybody's got an agenda. <laughs> like we ain't going past six minutes it's not going to be super exciting after that point so anyways uh we hope you guys will join us that is sunday may 22nd if you have the opportunity to watch with us we would love it there are some great guys who we have lined up for you like i said some you've seen it maybe you know when we did the nawaza challenge or some other major grappling competitions maybe an ebi or two participants but um we're excited, and I am excited for you guys to get to hang out with me and John for a little bit as uh, we hopefully present some great grappling, which I'm sure, based on the guys that we've got, will be pretty sick. So yeah. we hope to see you guys then, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's all i got to say for now. That'll do it for us tonight, Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night, and check us out on Sunday, May 22nd. Breakdown Invitational. What?